Welcome back to the Family Alpha Podcast. I am your host, Zachary Small, and I am pumped to bring you another installment on the Fraternity Friday series. Today, I am joined by another man within the Fraternity of Excellence. His name is Greg Grillo. Greg opens up, and he and I really want to drive this point home from the onset. This intro is not going to be too long because I want to get to the meat of this. Greg opens up and shares a glimpse into what a man who is a high achiever can obtain from a community. Let that set in. Most people think you've got to go to your online group because you've got to fix yourself. But what about when things are working great, but you want more? You know, you want to develop the other aspects of your life. When you have it all and people can see that from the outside, but there's things within you want to work on. Greg opens up. He is very transparent in this. I, the story he shares, it really takes you on the journey that many men can relate to. From team sports, to building yourself, to being your best, to having to pick yourself up after getting knocked down. This interview has all of it and more. So again, I'm getting out of the way. Let's dive right into that discussion with Greg Grillo, another man from within the Fraternity of Excellence. This is what makes men, men. We're men, right? Indeed we are, sir. Welcome to another episode Episode. of the Family Alpha Podcast. This is where Zachary Small is working to keep masculinity in men, in marriages, and in all fathers. The information shared here is meant to be applied. We're changing the world one man at a time. Now, let's get into the episode with Zach Small on the Family Alpha Podcast. All right, and welcome back to another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. This is another Fraternity Friday series, which means I have a man from the Fraternity of Excellence. And while we are working hard behind closed doors, I've decided to bring a few of these men each Friday throughout the year of 2023 and bring them to the public because the message that they're sharing, the example that they're setting, it's something all men need to hear. And so instead of keeping it a secret behind our walls, you know, we're bringing it out there. We're having these discussions as to how a men's group can help you in every facet of your life. And today I am joined by Greg Grillo. Now, Greg and I were talking right before hitting record here. And this man's life resume to get to this point is fantastic. I'm going to dive into a few of the things. We'll go a little bit deeper in each of them. But man, let's just dive right into it. So Greg was raised on a small town in Western Ohio where he worked on the farm. They were raising livestock in the family business. From there, he crushed it in high school. We're talking academically as valedictorian of his class, as well as athletically. State champions on the football team, most valuable defensive player, and on the track team advanced to state finals. In college, Greg went to chemical engineering, and then he polished his leadership skills by founding a fraternity chapter there. And man, Greg, it just keeps on going. <laughs> Looking at this, it's a beautiful thing. So, Greg, we went through several things, and on here we're going to dive into a few, but life wasn't always sunshine and rainbows. You went through, you had all these great achievements, and I'm glad they were there because people will look at that, they'll hear that, valedictorian, chemical engineering, this guy's a stud, and now you're 800 days sober, you're working as a technology exec, you know, anybody in that field right now, it's just booming, everybody's just looking to get into those fields, and there you are having this whole resume, and yet we're talking about you being in a network of men and finding a men's group. Why would a man of your caliber need that? And I look forward to breaking that down today. But before we get into all that, Greg, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Zach. Happy to be here. Happy to uh, share a little bit more insight into my path. I'm, I'm not currently a content creator. And so this is a first for me to kind of put myself out there. Uh, but, you know, I really believe in the mission of the fraternity and the mission that you're putting forth. And I want to do everything I could to support it. That's one of the greatest things about doing these. You've had a few guys on here that they're not, quote unquote, you know, influencers or content creators. But the content you're creating inside FOE, 
is the content that I believe the world needs. And that's why these types of discussions in the public, I'm really looking forward to having them. And so uh, let's just start with that. What brought you, a man who's achieved all these things, a go-getter, what made you want to lean into a community? And I don't like to call us an online community. We meet too much in person, but an online group of men. Yeah, you're you're spot on with it and not being an online group. Um, this evening, when we hang up the phone, I'm going to make a short drive and I'm going to meet with four of the brothers um, at a, at a rest, restaurant here in Seattle area. And um, yeah, we'll live that stuff real life. The <clears throat> What brought me here? Um, you know, really, I, I had a turning point moment in my life uh, throughout, you know, 2017, where I essentially ended a 17 year marriage and was, you know, beginning again uh, and, and and trying to understand, you know, what, what parts were, were my fault uh, that I needed to fix and address and and how could I level up as a man? Uh, I was fortunate that, you know, someone that, that I met along the way introduced me to a book, um, David Data's The Way of the Superior Man. And... <clears throat> In some um, some searches on Twitter, I ran across some of the material that you and others have been publishing. And it's interesting. I went through a journal recently that I was making from the time. I think journaling is a very effective way at at capturing your issues and 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 noting them down over time and helping you to see improvements or maybe you know systemic things that are lagging and not improving over a period of time. But I, I went back to <clears throat> the 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 mid of 2019 and I had written a a note in my journal that said, wow, you know, I hope one day that I can can find myself around men, like a community, like the the like the things that I'm seeing on Twitter. <laughs> I'd like to be surrounded by a group of folks that are positive, motivated, pushing themselves, driving and going forward. And then it was shortly thereafter that I that I uh came across one of your your um pieces of material for the the, the uh, men of March. Uh, the 31 Days of Masculinity Challenge, uh, and I, I, I joined uh, FOE, and I, and I joined that challenge, and it's been really afterburner since then. I've been able to level up uh, my life as as a as a husband, uh, a leader of my family, a father, and, and many others. And and uh, I hope I've helped others along the way too. But it's been you know very meaningful for me to be surrounded by uh, by this this challenging community. No, it's definitely been one of those things where you enter the group, you know, full bore you know, like all in, let's go high speed, low drag. And I had the privilege actually just recently, our last full meetup, the big event, you know, was headed by you. That was our biggest event. And I would say by far our best event. And you were the lead man on that. So I got a little taste of your commitment to a task once you kind of sink your teeth into it. And so I'm wondering to bring that back though, you mentioned that coming out of that first marriage, you know, you started to evaluate what you did wrong. And I'm wondering how did that go? Because a lot of men, they pick at themselves, but they don't do that in a manner that's healthy. They just, it's more of like a, I suck as opposed to where can I get better? How were you able to balance that line? Wow. Well, <clears throat> I wasn't a perfect man, husband, father in, in any respect. Um, but I, I know without a doubt in, in the last year of my marriage, um, I did everything I could, everything I knew how to do at that time, you know, to be effective and to turn it around. And when I learned that it, it, that the marriage would not be able to continue, I, I actually had a clean heart. I, I didn't have any guilt anymore. I knew that I had done everything that I could. And so then at, th at that moment, um, you know, someone gave me the phrase, you know, you can either go through it, go through this, or you can grow through it. 
And, you know, I've always had, had a very, uh, I would say growth, growth oriented mindset. And I just turned that focus that I had turned in from other areas of my life internally. And for me, man, that meant first and foremost, physically, I had stopped um, really any, any effort toward physical improvement. Uh, I remember in, in uh, the February of 2018, I, you know, jumped off the deep end, signed up for a uh, two week physical boot camp here at, at uh, in my, in my home location. And there was a fitness test on the front end. How many pull-ups can you do? One and a half. <laughs> How many push-ups could you do? straight consecutively. I don't know, like 27. How many sit-ups could you do? 26. And uh, just recognizing those as leveling points. And, and you know, when I got my head on straight physically, um, and the, I don't know, maybe it felt like a cloud kind of lifted, like I was more back to myself because I'd let myself go from, from my high school days to just Maybe I didn't have a goal, wasn't focused towards things. And so for me, the first start was, you know, taking care of myself physically and giving myself something to be uh, proud of or happy about and, and, and measuring progress. Uh, in fact, even today, when I, when I go um, and regress and, you know, get busy and don't exercise as much, that's a leveling point for me where I need to go back and say, all right, nope, time to get back on track and, and, and have something that I can feel good about incrementally each and every day. Um, Spiritually, I did, you know, a lot of reading and reflecting, uh, and, you know, the way of the superior man was, you know, probably one of the, 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 as I mentioned earlier, one of the first points that, that really helped me understand, um, what it meant to be a, a, as a, as a leader in your family. Uh, and, and also that this, this vision or this thought of, you know, achieving an end point should be thrown out the window. Like there is no end. Um, you know, like, I think one of the, his chapters is, uh, regarding, you know, um, you should never wish for your, your woman to stop chat, you know, to, to be easy because that's the opposite of, of what will actually happen. Uh, and in the end, you know, finding myself physically reading, uh, spiritually and, um, you know, then becoming a more, you know, family oriented father, you know, putting my children first in, in, in that relationship and, you know, trying to establish better bonds and relationships through with them. Those, those things, you know, but really the, the sense of it was, I'm going to, I'm going to grow through this. I don't ever want to do it again. And I want to be able to, uh, yeah, really reclaim myself. No, it's great to hear that. And that's really a message that I hope a lot of the men who are kind of stuck in that rut, they, they went into it and they're, they're going through it, but they're not growing. And it's almost like they're, they're in a loop of continuing to go through it and go through it. They're not learning. And so for those men, you know, if you're to pull back and listen to what Greg just said, you know, going into it and looking at, all right, here's what happened. Accept that this happened. But if you want something different to be an outcome from this, you've got to change your behavior. And so definitely, man, you also mentioned in there, you know, since high school. And so I kind of want to bring it back because we're talking about a men's community. Um, Eric Bort, you know, FWE brother, a mutual friend of ours. He was on he, your podcast recently, right? Yeah. yeah so well. last Friday, <laughs> he's going to be on the Friday before this one. And in that, he didn't come from a military background or any team background. You came from that football and you had the track team. So when you said high school, I went back to like, all right, you had a team there. And I'm wondering what role or, or how you grew as a man, maybe becoming a man in that team environment, because that where we've, I mean, you've seen it. A lot of men joined FOE because they lost that camaraderie. 
They lost that brotherhood. They lost that sense of just being a part of something bigger than themselves. So I'm wondering what your journey was like in, before FOE in high school through your sports to joining a tribe, leaving it, and then obviously finding it back with what we've got going on here. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I think very recently, one of the mentors in the community, uh, Pete, uh, had a challenge or had a, had a thought out there that, that made me reflect on this. And his thought was, uh, you know, can you think about one of the first times that, that you would consider yourself a man? Uh, where you really, you know, we're, we're we're thinking of yourself in that in that way in that context, and I think there was also a challenge early in the 31 DTM as well uh, that, that that brings this up. And for me, you know, I think back to a moment, you know, late in my um, senior year, where and you got to understand, Zach, I was an offensive lineman. I was um, starting left guard, 150 pounds. And, you know, but <laughs> a big boy, <laughs> right. Um, you know, and it was, um, but I was, you know, quick and I didn't, didn't really, uh, have, um, much regard for, you know, it's not the size of the, of, the, of um, the, um, the dog in the fight, but the size of the fight in the dog. And late in that, in that, in that senior year, we were going against a, a team that, that was, by all measures, stronger than us. Um, and several of our members of the team had gotten kicked off the prior week for, for drinking. But we were in the game late. We are marching down the field. It was first and goal, maybe from the four or five-yard line from, from, from my memory. And the coach called a running play right behind me. And, and the, the man opposite me was a, a recruit to a local university. He was about 250 pounds. He was their best defensive lineman. And I was like... <laughs> coach you, you sure you want to do this but all right we didn't make a touchdown second down nearly the identical play right behind me and i thought why don't they run to the other side you know like, why, why me third down exact the same play call and in the moment from the huddle to the line of scrimmage i had a realization that the reason the coach is calling this play is because they think that i'm the best shot and that made my heart swell, my balls drop, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and that gave me a lot of confidence. And if I think back to that, in many ways, I've been trying to apply that level of confidence, you know, in, in other areas of life. You know, academically, it was never hard because there's a score. There's a scoreboard. You can really easily look at your grades. Uh, but, you know, in that moment, in that context, you know, that made me puff up. And realize that, wow, like they believe in me. I should believe in me too. Let's go. Well, I'm pumped. <laughs> just give me chills, man. You know, just thinking about that, you know, when we talk about irrational confidence. We talk about wanting to give these men that elixir, that right there. It's like they're going to me because I'm the man. I'm the guy to do this. If we could look at that and take that fire right there. And I love that you shared that story because that's that's what we're trying to do here in the team of the family and the team of the FOE team at large with our community, but the team of your community, when you go out there as the dad or the husband, or just even if you're a single man going out into your neighborhood and you're, you're getting involved with local businesses and whatnot, you're the man. If every man felt like that, think about that offensive line. You know, if every one of them was the bulldog, like, oh my God. So it's, again, back to the, the fight and the dog instead of the dog in the fight. 
I was kind of ribbing you at the 150 because I played defensive end and I was like 130 or something. I was like, I had no point being there, but I was crazy. And so it's like I, I made it work and they were like, they couldn't stop me. And so just hearing that, man, it's it's one of those things. I wish there are men who've never felt that. There are men who've never been in that position. There are men who've never been in a, a male, not just a contact sport like that, but even in an honest all male environment. And so to spin that to where we're at now, with the fraternity of excellence, with you and your career, we don't often see this in social settings. We don't often see honesty amongst men. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? If you're not talking about sports, if you're not talking about those superficial kind of touch and goes, oftentimes you don't even see it with close friends. Have you been able to foster that after being in FOE with those around you in your world? Have you been able to fabricate that? You know, and helping see that kind of light that you're talking about that was put in you. Have you been found a way to put that in others? I'd say more and more in my life, I'm seeing that around me. Um, you know, I've, of course, I've you know had um, conversations with family members that have been more intense, more uh, focused, more topical on on the issues that I faced, or perhaps that they may be facing. Um, it's I carry myself in a different way in my community. I walk taller. I walk slower. I hold my head a little bit higher. And in social settings, I see now people deferring to me, people, um, you know, parting ways so I can go through if we're in a crowded area. I see, you know, signs of additional respect. I'm also working, you know, within the FOE community to create um, or, you know, even within and without the FOE in my in my home area, you know, to create a bigger network. Uh, in terms of um, the people and the communities that I interact with. I worked with a lot of people professionally over the years, and I've lost touch with a number of them. Uh, but I've been working, you know, piecewise to get back in touch with them. And, and, and you know, without a doubt, it's been rewarding to see them and to see the, the – uh, but for them to – I guess it's been also as rewarding for them to, to see and observe the change in me, but also to lay some seeds uh, for them to be able to – recognize maybe where there's areas of change needed in their life. I've also, you know, been faced with the challenge of having to, you know, cut some people, you know, a little less time. You know, we talk a lot in the fraternity about labels. What does it mean to carry the label of a friend or brother? And if there have been folks in my life that haven't uh, over time leveled up and, you know, they don't get as much as my time as I used to perhaps anymore. We're not, you know, chatting on the phone. Um, really about sports or, or other things in the, in the past, the way I would have just to maintain that bond or that connection. Um, and hopefully one day they'll catch up. And that, that's the kind of thing that, um, that I can be there to be a light for them. You know, it's, it's interesting when you lay that out there because people love to look at the one side of it, like, Oh yeah, build and connect and grow, but you do have to cut sometimes. And we can say, when you're talking about plants, sometimes you got to cut off the dead limbs. You know, you can say, Oh, cut that thing out. If it's, if it's a cancer growing, you know, cut it off if it's infected. It's very easy. But then when you ask somebody, well, hey, are you able to get rid of those who are holding you back? And not those that they, they messed up. You can help them. Then they can go back to being a very positive force, you know, wind in your sails, if you will. But the people who just won't grow or don't want to grow or, or anti against where it is you're going, it's a very difficult thing to say, you know what, I can't hang out with you anymore. And that that's such a simple word, but you've had to do it. And it's one of those things where how did you find the courage or how did you find the energy to say, no, I, I can't keep putting on this facade? Well, I'd say that one of the FOE men, uh, Jerry, helped me in this respect. Uh, I went to, to meet with him, and we were walking around his town. 
uh, after dinner one night and, you know, like we say often, like once you learn something, you can't unlearn it. Once you see something, you can't unsee what, and so, you know, um, as I look around, we looked around on the walk, um, you know, there were, you know, people that were, you know, maybe, you know, not physically fit or not parenting in, in the right style that, that, that we would know that would lead to the right outcomes for your, your kids in the future. And I asked Jerry, like, you know, like Jerry, I'm, I'm having, I'm struggling. I, I'm, I know that, that I've been in that, in their shoes before, but right now I'm, I'm looking at them and, and trying to be not condescending. I'm trying to like, um, understand that, that, um, you know, that, that they could be helped. Like, how do you handle this, Jerry? How do, like, you don't want to look down upon someone because, uh, and his, his words were great. And what I needed to hear in that moment, and they were, they're just not where you are yet. They're working on a different timeline, perhaps they're working in, in a different way. They haven't found that path yet. So it's, it's tough, Zach. Like, you know, how do you know? And I think it comes back to being the lighthouse and not the tugboat. I think there were a few folks that I was really trying to pull in. Let's go. Come on. You got to do this. Um, and that takes a lot of energy and a lot of time. And, and, it, and it, it leaves you really not uh, really making much of a difference and maybe even feeling bad about it. And so I, I've, I've, you know, taken Jerry's advice, try to be a lighthouse, you know, a beacon for those around me, do what I believe is right for myself and my family. Um, there are some folks that I've just invested a little less time in. But that doesn't mean if they didn't call me tomorrow and want some help or support or guidance to help level up that I wouldn't, you know, attempt to help them and, and just recognize that everyone starts somewhere. Uh, it's like getting in the gym, you know, like everyone starts somewhere and they're just not where you are yet, but it doesn't mean they can't be. No, it's a great way to look at it, man. And I try to explain to people, the, the metaphor I use is throwing ropes, you know, or analogy, whichever one that falls under, you know, you can throw it into the hole. But if I spend all my time trying to pull the person up that's just holding the rope and they're not climbing, that stops me from walking to 100 other holes to throw more ropes and to help 100 other people. Now, if that person down there is clawing and they've got one rope in their hand and they're they're kicking and they're climbing, I'll use my other on hand the to back help them. On their, yeah. You know, <laughs> like you'll go a little bit further. <laughs> but if they're just standing there, I'm like, look, I've, I've given you the resource. I put it out there, but I can't stay with you. I've got to go. But if you grab that, I will help you. But you have to grab it. I can't do that for you. And it's just one of those ways to kind of help me find that inner peace with, you know, it hangs, especially in FOE, you know, and if we're going to be a little honest here, it's, that's one of the things that when we have a man leave the community that I don't think is ready and they're probably not, and they leave on either it's emotional terms. Like I don't like this or it's not working or something. I'm like, man, like what rope didn't get there or did he grab it? And that's one of the things I, it took me a little while to figure out and not take personally. Like it was always, I failed that guy. And like, that's, you have to be able to help others without hurting yourself and there were several times where guys wouldn't help themselves and it was hurting me because all of a sudden their problem was my problem and you can't do that you know compassion fatigue is a thing and there's that goes for family friends you know and you know they, they see what we're doing and people on the outside of our walls have no idea how open and vulnerable everybody is in here that it rapidly accelerates that friendship curve it's not strangers online you know that's but that's the the misconception a lot of people have well i think you the group has done you and the group have done an effective job at trying to own your part. How can we onboard a new member successfully so they understand, you know, the various uh, 
areas of support that are available to them? How can we help them be more integrated in the community? But at the end of the day, you know, once these 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 areas are more of uh, friction are reduced, like it's it's got to be up to them, um, you know, to come in the door and, um, and and keep heading in the right direction. So I think you guys have been, you know, as introspective as necessary to make the small adjustments to help everyone be successful. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah. You said something earlier and it, I want to come back to it. You were talking about being that example and kind of showing they're not there yet. You have a young son now, very young, and he's watching you. And so with you being that lighthouse, how is that working when you're on 24 seven and those little eyes are watching you and you're, you're, you have daughters, but this is your first son. And so I was wondering if there was a different dynamic going on there with how you're carrying yourself. And if that light is real motivating throughout each day, or if there's that fear of like, Oh, I've got to stay on. Well, I'd say that. Yeah, Zach, thank you. I, I've got four older daughters. Um, and you know, they're much, um, you know, you know they, they range in age from 20, 18, 14 and eight. Right. So they've, but, and they're, they're great. They're fantastic. And, and I love every moment of being a parent with them. And I know that through their eyes, they know that they're, they're women and they look to their mother as they should for, you know, a great example for who they want to be, um, in their future life. Having a son, my fifth child, uh, in, 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 in my, in my current marriage really hit me differently because of that fact. Like I know that this little guy, this man in training is going to be looking at me for what good looks like for the example. Um, I fortunate to have him, you know, I'm a little bit later in life. I'm 48 years old. I know that if I want to be playing rough with him when he's a teenager and beyond, like I'm going to have to be more, you know, physically, um, active today to take care of myself, to be ready for that. Certainly that's a piece of it. Um, it has me more invested in, uh, my marriage. I know that I want my son to grow up in a very stable situation. And that means that, um, I need to continue to grow and develop. I need to be a better, uh, take the lessons that I learned from the past and, and apply them into this, into this marriage and this relationship. And, and to, to be the, the masculine leader for my family, uh, and, and to show it. So like, it's this ultimate call to push and drive myself to be my best. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. It, it, I, I'm embracing this role. Dude, I, as you're talking, I'm replaying the video, you know, that captured you guys and you were talking about it and like my heart is swelling. <laughs> like it, it was cool, man. Like that, that was one yeah. of the cool moments of like my, my, my online career and journey of being able to see that. I'm like, that was such a cool raw moment. Like that was badass. So for, yeah. For the folks at home, like the, uh, outdoor security, uh, ring camera, uh, I was sitting on my back porch, my wife got home and she had an, an, received earlier that day um, the results of a, a test and not a sonogram, but another test that told us, you know, not only the health genetically, but the, the sex of, of our, of our unborn child at that point. And she handed me the paper. I read it. And then yeah, I erupted in uh, joy. 
just and picked her up, you know, carried her around and, and had that realization in that moment. And it was only later that I went back to and uh, downloaded that video and I shared it with the group. And, and uh, I think text or someone said that I may, I might've even, you know, broke the internet that day or won the internet, whatever that yeah, was did, for sure. Yeah. So when you're looking at this and that's a really important point, you know, you're talking about your relationship with your wife, as well as the standard you're setting for your son. I think there are a lot of men who love their boys more than anything in the world. You know, they, they, they truly like all they are, like, I love my son, but they don't recognize the role they are playing with their presence, their, their daily habits. They don't understand how that impacts the, the path that child will follow. And so I was wondering, you know, as you've gone through, there are things about you that your son has never seen. So he, he didn't know the, the older you, you know, he, he knows from obviously where he's at now and forward. And so looking at that, how do you plan to show him the ways of excellence and how do you plan to share with him how you failed or when you failed? You know, do you have a, a plan for that yet? Or is it going to be as we get there? Well, uh, some of the men in the community, and I are, are in, a, in, a, in a channel, in a group called The Intentional Father. Uh, the, the work is based off of a, of a book that um, we'll have to link in the show notes probably. <laughs> I can't remember the name, but it may be The Intentional Father. Uh, I learned about it through a, a, um, his recent podcast talk on the art of manliness. But the bottom line is the, the individual laid out a framework for uh, bringing his son through a series of rite of passage events between 11 and 12, you know, up through uh, 19 and 20 years old. My plan is to lay out that framework of everything that I want to teach him that I think he needs to know, everything that he needs to know, everything that I want to teach him. Maybe the, the community of people around me that could teach that lesson as well as me so he can uh, experience it from different angles. And and, and really follow that that advice in that framework. Uh, it I'm fortunate that you know there's another group, a community of men. You know I I'm getting started on this when he's a year old, right? Uh, there's others that have started on this now, and their their sons 10, 11, you know, approaching puberty. Um, I've got my wife on board with the plan as well uh, about how we're going to go about this, and and really, you know, seek and strive to deliver him, you know, through this rite of passage, and and not have him guess, you know, when he became a man. I think that one of the, the key components in it uh, that the man outlines is that from about the ages of 13 and onward, he spent about 15 minutes a day with his son talking about, you know, anything that, that, that his son wanted to talk about. And in that, he was able to share his lessons, share his insights, not in a top-down, authoritative, push it that way. But, you know, as topics emerged, uh, being able to share perspectives and, and just something that, that feels really good about, you know, either sharing a cup of coffee or sharing a breakfast and, and doing something like that. I'm fortunate now as well that, you know, as we're, as we're recording this, I'm traveling on the West Coast uh, for work, but 99% of the time, 90 plus percent of the time, I'm working from home. Uh, I've got the ability to pop out uh, from, from a call, from a meeting and, and have the ability to, you know, to interact with my son, with my wife, and then, you know, get back into, into the work mode. And that's something that, that I didn't have the flexibility to in the past and something that's important to me. So, um, it's a combination of, you know, intentional presence and then also just, you know, presence in general. I think that is going to make, uh, me feel better about this journey. I mean, he just had his first birthday last week. 
dude. Right. <laughs> so I mean, how from, fast from being a picture fly. to being a yeah. one-year-old. <laughs> so, um, you know, time, it, 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 you do have this feeling. I do have this feeling. Uh, I'm sure you do as well with Coda that time may be running out, you know, <laughs> have I, have I done my job well enough? Um, and the answer is, um, you know, putting in this intentional time with, with them, you know, is going to pay dividends. We're probably going to screw them up anyway, but there's a lot of other things we're going to get right. We, we, we've got Anthony. He's a good sounding boy. I keep going to him with things. You know, it's one of those things. Actually, I did bring this up and I want to put it out there. So if you're listening and that's something that's interesting to you, it's called The Intentional Father, A Practical Guide to Raise Sons of Courage and Character by John Tyson. So yeah, we, we both had the one. title. It was the author I couldn't remember. John Tyson. And so I'll put that in the show notes. But that that's a great point, Greg. And I'm looking at it, man, and I'm listening. And obviously, I'm reflecting on myself. And Coda's 13. You know, that's he he's at the point you were just talking about. And so obviously, you know, I've focused so heavily on presence since he was born because I just knew I wanted to give him all of me and everything for him to understand. Like that's a man that's how it rolls. And you may, you reminded me of something too. You know, people often talk about, Oh, these online brotherhood groups, they're, they're shooting guns and they get your beard. Oh, you're going to be with your bros and drink beer. No, we're not going to do that because we're focused on being healthy and getting after it. And here we are, two men talking about the fraternity of excellence, a men's community, but we're talking about how we're going to raise our sons. We also talk about, you know, being lean and mean, getting after it, having competitions, uh, improving our marriages. You know, how can we be the best men we can be? Everybody loves to talk about Leonidas as, as one of the two kings of Sparta, kicking the dude down the well, being a badass and going out and dying for what he believed in. But very few talk about him as a father and a husband. He also had a queen and he had a son. And so it's funny that people like to overlook this as if your, your duties as a father have fallen when absolutely not. Your duties are, your calling is greater than ever before. And so for those who think that it's, it would be far easier for us to go in the woods, grab our guns and just drink and shoot. We've actually got to raise lives and we've got to keep ourselves healthy for long-term. And so I just love that these things keep getting brought up. It, it got brought up with Eric as well. You know, we were talking about the, the cliche of what people think we do. And then what we actually do. And, and there's always this moniker of just superficial, like online TV things of beards and whiskey and shit. And every conversation I've had every Friday has been with the man. We've spoken about family, finances, fitness, you know, all the ones that actually matter in life. And that, that leads well, me. Oh, go ahead. Well, I would say like, I, I will say that I've learned more. Uh, we could joke a little bit, but I've learned more about firearms in the last year and a half than I probably would have otherwise. Uh, and that's something that I wanted to learn in for not only, uh, my own knowledge, but, you know, to, to level up just in general, um, that you always say we have a guy for that within the organization. And, and, you know, when I showed that I had an interest and a desire, man, things just fell in the line. Hey, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. I probably made more progress in that one area of just learning about, you know, uh, the, the area than, than I had, than I probably could have on my own in five years. So my, that brings up a really good quick story. <laughs> Ava was having a rough night. And she, she saw something that was scary. I think it was Pennywise, the clown. And she was scared. And she's like, every time I close my eyes, I see a clown. I was like, Ava, do you think that that clown's going to come to this house? I was like, we have cameras, guns. Your dad can fight, can shoot. Our home is secure and like locked down. Like we, I was like, name another house that has all this. She's like, I don't know anybody. I was like, name another dad who can do all that. Name another family that's prepared for all this. And she couldn't. I was like, you see, we're ready. And again, what I think the man I'm thinking of is one of the ones you spoke with. That's somebody I went to to learn all these things and get all this in my head to make sure I got it right. And actually, I'll even share today. I was reading a story from one of the FOE men 
Uh, I won't share his name, but he's basically in a kind of a shitty situation where one of his neighbors is kind of going through some criminal activities. And he's asking the question like, hey, look, what what are what can I legally do? What am I allowed to do? There's like 10 men in there giving their input and their advice on different ways to approach this. Do you know how good that feels to not be lost by yourself with one or on both sides trying to get it going straight? You've got a whole team rowing behind you to help you get to that area of security and comfort for your family and safety. It's just a wonderful thing that we really do have a guy for that. <laughs> Whatever that thing is. Absolutely. The uh, I think we've been stumped in a few others, a few areas. I thought we might be stumped in a few areas and a few times, but um, always someone pokes their head up. And if they don't aren't the person, they know the person that does. And we they make that connection, that comment. Now, one of the things that I ask when I close each of these things out, why, Greg, do you continue to remain a man inside the fraternity of excellence after you've already learned all this and you've made all this progress and you know what you need to know? Why are you still here? Why do you continue to roll with us? Well, it was a very easy decision for me to become a lifetime member of this organization. Within about uh, four or five months of joining, uh, I recognized that uh, there was an opportunity to become a lifetime member. You put it out there. And I, I have been and will continue to be a lifetime member because my growth is not ever going to stop. You know, there's always going to be challenges that are going to be thrown up in my face. Um, I'm reading David Goggins new book. And I think chapter two in that book is called Merry fucking Christmas. And <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. yeah, yeah, it's, it's, um, and, and in it, he goes to describe that in smooth patches of life, there's always the potential for a pothole to come along. And, you know, he describes an event that happened to him on Christmas day with like heart arrhythmia or something like that. Um, and it's, you know, Merry fucking Christmas. Like there, there will be events. There's going to be challenges in my future that, that I know that I'm not prepared to handle yet. I don't know what those challenges are. Or I'd be working on it. Um, I want to have not only a community around me nationally, but also to foster a community more locally that I can have around me that I can help them and they can help me to get satisfaction from that. Um, and in, in helping one another, you know, will ultimately make an impact on communities, lives, individuals, like, you know, even in the, I guess this is coming up on, it'll be two years that I've been in the community uh, in a few weeks um, to, to be, have the ability, even in this short period of time to see men change, change the trajectories of their families, uh, to see and hear reports on how, you know, the, their marriage is better. Their ch their lives with their children are better. I can't imagine you being in the community for what nearly six years now, leading the community. The impacts you've seen and heard. Um, this. Why would I walk away from something that that provides me this much benefit, this much goodness, um, challenging my thoughts, encouraging me to grow, and giving me the opportunity to 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 be around some really high caliber men. That's a great answer, man. And it's funny you kind of threw that one back to me. I'm I've been going through like kind of a purge on my end. And like like I said, I'm no longer posting on the Family Alpha blog. I just moved everything to the Substack and a few things. And somebody hit me up and like, well, what about FOE? I was like, dude, that's not even that's not even on the board, man. Like I'm talking about other things. I'm not talking. This is like a, a different category of everything. And it was funny that they even thought that because it, it hadn't even crossed my mind. I'm like, we're every day. I'm like, we're just getting started, man. Like there's so much we can go and do. Like I'm so hungry every day because. You see what these men are doing. 
you know, their lives are changing in the real sense. Like you're traveling right now. And I've seen a bunch of your photos, man. Like you're seeing people across the globe. We had another man go from the West Coast to the East Coast. And there's like 15 different stops of different men he saw along the way. Like we have people everywhere. It's incredible. And so, I mean, yeah, you even had, I think, an international trip <laughs> work out in your favor. So it's it's something that on the global level, men are united and connected. And that doesn't get old. I met uh, this past Monday with, with one of our uh, fraternity brothers. Had not ever met him face to face. Within a few minutes of sitting down, we're discussing, you know, a, a tragedy that that he and his wife went through, yeah. um, and no, um, no aspect, no emotion, no area was was spared, and and not only was I working at it from an angle to help him. Um, to help him understand his wife a little bit more clearly. Um, and, and, and I don't think that, that it would have been the kind of conversation that, that I would have had with someone that I would have known for, for decades longer, uh, because we fostered this environment where truly anything is, is able to be discussed in an open-minded forum. Disagreements can be had tactfully <laughs> and, we can learn and, and grow and move on from it. But every man in the group is trying to help every other man, um, or at least has that intent of helping every other man get better to the best they can. And yeah, this is where I'll be. I appreciate you making time for me on the road, finding that, that cube and finding some internet service in the middle of farmland. So Greg, uh, final point, what would your words be for the man who's sitting and listening to this? He's seeing himself in your shoes and he's, he's kind of on the fence about making the leap. Someone on the fence about joining FOE, um, I'd say that there's, you know, really living a life and carrying regrets is, is no life, you know, to live. Like, don't regret not taking the leap, you know, don't, don't be in a situation where you haven't tried something. Um, and, and, and going forward through your life, wondering what might've been, um, uh, this is the most authentic, honest, honest in the sense that if I'm fucking up, you're going to tell me I'm screwing up, um, group of men that, that I've, that I've had the ability to be around and, um, by not being a part of this, you're delaying your development by years or decades, and if there's, you know, things that one thing that that none of us have an infinite supply is time. And so why wouldn't you find a mentor? Why wouldn't you find the ability to level up faster um, by learning the lessons, you know, either through others or or give, get, getting getting their advice? So that's very well said, man. That's a little bit longer than Twitter length, but that was a good one. Yeah, we're not going to be. That's why you're not a content creator. <laughs> you go too long, <laughs> but it's good, man. It's perfect for the podcast. All right, Greg. Thank you for your time. And for everybody that tuned in, appreciate you listening through this. It's been another Friday with the fraternity. But one of the things I want you to stick to and kind of really keep focused here is that it's not just about the fraternity of excellence. This is about you being the best man you can be. So if you took the nuggets from this and you can go and apply that and build it in your own, go do that. Take the chance on yourself. You know, and if you need that support, if you need that connection, if you want to accelerate that growth, then jump on inside the fraternity of excellence. The link is below. You can join us. But every man you've had or you've heard to come on here 
you know, they have come from a position of just their authentic approach and experience. You can join that. These men are moving, they're grooving, the connections they're making with other men, the bonds that they're forging, the results that they're getting, these are all real. And so it's not an online thing. It's not, you know, a, a private Twitter or Facebook. It's more than that. And so I hope you're understanding that through each of these series. And again, if you enjoyed the message, make sure you like, subscribe, share, and spread the good word. And most importantly, apply the knowledge. Take care. You've just finished another episode of the Family Alpha Podcast. Now go out and apply what you've learned. And be sure to follow Zach on Twitter and Instagram at Zach Small underscore. Also, be sure to check out Zach's work at thefamilyalpha.com and his private men's community, thefraternityofexcellence.com.